It's hard to imagine a world without music. For over 35,000 years, music has contributed to culture and enhanced our life on Earth. I'm Robin Applewood, producer, musician, DJ, sound engineer, and promoter with over 20 years of experience in the business. I interview other professionals from the Bay Area music scene and beyond. Meet the extraordinary humans that make up this intricate and robust industry. The talented and creative humans that hustle day in and day out to bring sounds to our earbuds and produce the live music experiences that become some of the best moments of our lives. So I am here with, uh, actually I would say, for me, a a Bay Area legend. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's a producer. He's based in Oakland, California. He's contributed arrangements and additional production to many uh, major artists, including Demi Lovato, Cypress Hill, Pinback, Taking Back Sunday. And he scored several documentaries and countless advertisements for brands, including Facebook, Intel, and Lowe's. His own projects include downtempo electronic duo Fever Moon, indie pop outfit Foxtails Brigade, and vintage pop duo Laura and Anton, which he runs with his wife, Laura Weinbach. All right, so Anton... I'm so happy to have you here, man. Happy to be here. We've we kind of we kind of go way back um, in the Bay. I remember in the Bay Area there used to be a, a vibrant music scene. I mean, we're talking, of course, pre-COVID, huh. but we're also talking like I, early two thousands. And uh, yeah, and what was the that band? It was like Judgment Day. What was it called? Judgment Day was Judgment my Day. band with my brother. It was a string metal uh, trio. Wow, string metal. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Violin, cello, and drums, like playing super heavy, fast, like intricate metal. I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, you are super prolific, man. Thank you, uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to have you here because, you know, we... My, the introduction, you know, clearly it's like you do so much. And so I, I want to catch up with you and find out like, well, yeah, what, so uh, what of these things and, and tell me about your life a little bit before the pandemic. And then maybe we'll start to talk about also like what you've been doing since then. Um, but I'd like to just kind of catch up with you. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, so uh, I, um... For the last 10 years or so, I've kind of devoted my life to like learning how to make recordings in a bedroom. So when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, it seems kind of like I've been preparing for this for for the last 10 years because I'm still just making music in a bedroom. Um, So yeah, I, I, I think that I'm glad that I'm, that I learned how to be a bedroom producer. Um, and that's pretty much what I, that's pretty much what I do for a living. Um, and I've been doing for a really long time and still, still doing it. That's super inspiring. Um, so when you say bedroom producer, I mean, is it literally like in your bedroom? Uh, well, it started off in, I'd be like in, in the same room as my bed and now it's in uh i am lucky enough to live in a house and we have an extra bedroom where we keep our studio and so yeah that's where i'm working uh i also before the pandemic or and, and actually still i rent a a warehouse space in emeryville that i share with some people but i basically haven't been going there i've been working at home 
So that's one difference. And uh, I can't bring, I haven't been bringing clients over, which is kind of sad. I was doing a lot of co-writing with artists before the pandemic. And so that's something that I miss. I miss, uh, we do sessions where we'd like get like a bunch of kids together and we'd all just write a song in a day in a session and we'd have like, you know, a, a great singer. We'd have like a rapper or lyricist and then I'm doing the production and uh, so that's a fun hustle to just make a song, just crank out songs super quick and writing for all kinds of different things, pitching songs and or just writing for artists or whatever. So that's one thing that I miss, um, not bringing, not having creative sessions with people in the room. I have fig- figured out a little bit of a way to do it with Zoom, but it's it's not quite the same. But I have done a couple writing sessions over Zoom. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, I, th- I see a lot of people kind of uh, pivoting is is the uh, is kind of like the uh, the word. I don't know. I have this kind of Pee Wee's Playhouse re- reaction to uh, certain buzzwords these days. When someone says, "How are you pivoting?" I kind of go like, "Ah!" <laughs> but I mean, that's why we're yeah. having this conversation. And and I, I do know that like it seems a lot of people have gotten some success, you know, doing Zoom shows, Zoom parties, live streaming, um, you know, teaching online. I mean, have you been doing any like? live performances or or teaching or is, are, are you using that technology yeah. in other ways um you know yeah so um foxtails brigade and laura and anton it's basically the same people it's me and laura my wife and uh we uh we now we do a weekly live stream every monday night 7 uh, p.m pacific time it's called we call it parlor shift and it's on our facebook page and youtube page and that's something that we were not doing so regularly before the pandemic uh we we're doing maybe once a month or less than that and now we're doing once a week so that's a big difference um for for that side of things like the band and the performance side obviously that's kind of really been hit hard by the pandemic Mm-hmm. Uh, but live streaming has been awesome for us. Uh, we have, we're lucky to have had a couple of videos go pretty big on YouTube. So there's kind of this worldwide audience for us. So streaming to them is serving them, which is, is great. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is like right before the pandemic hit, I had started taking music business courses online <laughs> Um, and it, it, a lot, a lot of what they talk about is like weekly content, um, keep, get, you know, once you have your fans, you want to nurture that fan base, you want to give them stuff once a week. And so for us, uh, live streaming is a great way to do that. We're giving them a concert and then we're also could potentially take any of the videos from that and use that as an official video or post clips or anything so we're, we're making a lot of stuff for the people that follow us yeah that's cool i i, I remember i took some uh, music business classes oh man back in like i don't know i would say 15 years ago or more and it's mm-hmm. just incredible how much 
everything has changed. Like basically everything that I learned is, is doesn't even apply anymore. (laughs) Right. And I think that even like these days I notice cause I, I do follow some people who talk about, um, you know, music business marketing, uh, you know, how to maximize, uh, reach, et cetera. And I, even that is just like changing on the daily. It seems, does that like, what, yeah. can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's interested in, um, DIY business, music business, running your own band, managing your own band, uh, this is a good episode that you guys have tuned into. Cause I think I'm probably going to be able to give some good tips for everyone. Um, one thing that's changed a lot is that now we have the ability to have AI find our audience for us. If you just know how to do it. Um, one of the easiest ways is Facebook. You can, Facebook knows its users super well. So if you learn how to run ads on Facebook, um, you can you can run an ad that'll reach exactly the people that are interested in you, and serve them. Yeah, and and you can. All right, I'll just tell you guys the whole thing. Do it, man. Uh, Lay it out. There. Make you make. Okay, all right. So first of all, I'm gonna give a shout out to Entrepreneur, which is my my school. They're awesome, and I definitely recommend signing up. Uh, it's super, it's cheap. I think it's 30 bucks a month or something. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I basically just really think that I follow what they taught me now. And the first thing that we do is we, we do fan finder video. So you make a video that's just entertaining for people. That's going to, um, be the kind of thing that you would stop and watch in a feed. It's not the same as a music video, like from the 90s. In the 90s, people made music videos. They were going to play on MTV and people were going to watch it all the way through and then watch the next video. So it didn't have to be eye-catching. It didn't have to have kind of viral content. It didn't have to have the kind of immediate um, satisfaction that you need now to catch people's attention in, in a feed. So what the kind of videos that I find work really well now are... Um, videos showing somebody doing something impressive work really well. There's all kinds that work really well, but the kind I'm trying to do um, is videos that are showing something doing, somebody doing something amazing. Uh, For example, like even just a live performance of a song, if it's a really good performance, you'll see three seconds of that and you'll be like, oh, whoa, this is kind of cool. And you'll keep watching. As opposed to if it's like, a music video with a story and there's cutting around to all different places. You, you I kind of see that and I'm like, uh, this is just another music video and it seems like there's a story and it's going to probably take five, like three minutes at least to get the whole story. And I will just scroll on to the next video and watch somebody doing a magic trick, a stupid wow. magic trick. I'm <laughs> so, so guilty of doing that, uh, making those videos. <laughs> I'm like completely uh, stuck in the past in that respect, but uh, I'm really enjoying this this information. Yeah, it's just a different. It's just it's it's just basically you're optimizing the. These are not necessarily art videos that you're making. They're advertisements. So you make an advertisement that that's gonna it's gonna play in the feed, and you're gonna have a 
instead of saying the 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 title of the thing, you're gonna say, uh, so like instead of saying Nine Inch Nails Hurt or something, you're gonna say, Oh my God, this is the darkest video I've ever seen, or some clickbaity type of thing. It's because you the it's yeah, um, and no button. Do not put a button. That's like the number one thing. Don't put a button. If you put a button, then it looks like an ad. You don't want it to look like an ad. So you just want to show people something entertaining and try to get them to watch at least half of it. Then, you, then if you've done this with Facebook, you have the ability. You have now a list of anyone who's watched your video and you can you have metrics on Facebook in in business manager if you learn it that'll show you who's watched 25% of your video who's watched 50% of your video who's watched 75% i will take anyone who's watched 50% and i will now target ads to exactly those people so for example anyone who watches 50% of my video Within a couple of days, I will offer them a free EP. They will get an ad. Within two days of seeing my video, they will see an ad that says, Hi, thank you. You're seeing this because you watched one of my videos. And now I'd like to give you something. Go over here and get my free EP. Uh, it's, and then they go to the site and it says, "It's." I know it can be hard to... to know where to start when you find a new band. So we've tried to make it as easy as we can for you by picking seven of our favorite songs and, and we want to give them to you for free as a starting point, a little guide to our world. And so, yeah, so that's called an opt-in campaign. And the purpose of that is to collect email addresses. Um, so, yeah, so then, so then you're building this list of people that are interested in you. And... Uh, and now your job is to entertain them and then eventually to sell them things, <laughs> make them, make them offers. So you, you, you turn strangers into followers, followers into fans and fans into customers. And, uh. Yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to do. I'm kind of, I'm a little stuck right now personally um, with uh, monetization. Turning uh, basically, we need to make we're we haven't we haven't really got our store together as well as I want to get it together. But that that's the next thing. So it's basically this is e-commerce. Um, anyone who's who does um, e-commerce who's selling like clothing online or something. These are the skills that they learn, but they can totally apply to music. And in fact, if you do it with music, it can pl- apply even more because the there's a much stronger connection between a musician and their fans than there is between a t-shirt salesperson and their fans. Um, so, so yeah. This is this is kind of the world that I've been doing um, in the pandemic. I've been like learning how to do this. So this this is totally separate. This isn't even my 
job really is kind of like a side business that I'm building with Laura, my wife. Um, uh, and it's pretty, it's not like, we're not like making our living off of this um, stuff mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the moment. We have our separate work, mine being like, you know, music production, producing artists and writing custom music for ads and whatever. Um, and Laura's teaching over Zoom, teaching music lessons. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is fascinating. And, and I, I wonder, like, I can speak for myself and, you know, and I can also try and speak for a lot of other artists um, that I've just had conversations with. And I think that, like, one of the one of the like points of resistance that I've noticed. Um, and, and when I, when I'm hearing you talk, like it just kind of makes me think that whole, that, that people who are really creative have, have sometimes have a hard time switching on like their business mind, but I'm impressed because you're a super creative person, but you've been able to, in a way, kind of think about this, um, from, from a different angle and become like your own, e-commerce business as you said now like can you just kind of speak about that like did you have like any did you have a hard time kind of like adjusting in that way or you have like a natural propensity to kind of think like a business person as well as an artist Uh, well yeah uh i mean well um there were there there's definitely a lot of stuff that was kind of uh, hard to learn like learning facebook business manager took me, a, was hard for me. It's like a lot easier to learn how to do like video editing and, and even like 3D animation stuff that I was doing for a video. Like that was easier for me than learning a lot of the business manager stuff. But once you know it, it's easy. It's just like anything else. Once you learn it, it's easy. And then the the concepts of it to me are like really fun. Like I like thinking about the idea of like, oh, how can we reach new people like uh how can i how can i target this like what kind of a strategy can i have to what do i get what do i show people first and what do i show them next that kind of thing that part of it is kind of creative and fun to me <laughs> and maybe not everyone it maybe it wouldn't be for everyone but um i just think that like these are these are great skills to have um <laughs> i even like started for a little while, I was taking side work um, running Facebook Business Manager for some other businesses, just running ads for them. Um, just while I was learning, it was kind of fun to have a little side work doing that. But there's, it's like a lot of people need that. So it's a great yeah. skill to learn. You can pick up a little side work. Yeah, it um, seems like it. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think um, it, it's... Uh, with any business, uh, if with any business, you have to do a little bit of marketing and you have to do a little bit of business. You have to do your taxes, you know, and like there's stuff that sucks about it. But that's with any business. If you want to be an artist professionally, well, by definition, professional means you're a business, I think, unless unless you're working for someone else. But then that's where artists get screwed. <laughs> if you're if you know if you're on a label, they could be taking 
all they could be taking a lot of your money um like most of your money um and uh if you're not it's also not everyone gets to be on a good label or like a lot of people like will join some label that's just like someone that also doesn't know what they're doing and then they're just giving away half like half of their uh income or potential income just for nothing really if you learn there you can learn like if you learn e-commerce skills like it's not that hard and entrepreneur is great school like they it's cheap and you can learn a bunch of stuff it's laid out step by step uh and and if you if you learn that then then you can run your own business and you'll probably be better at it than a lot of the label people out there Hmm. uh because a lot of labels don't know about targeted marketing. Really? Like, th- there's crazy... Well, I... It doesn't seem like it. Like, <laughs> they... It doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like the music industry is, like, hip to technology. Like, they don't realize how powerful the AI is. Like, you can take... I can take a... A list of anyone who's watched my video and then create a lookalike audience of that and then Facebook will find um, any any people all around the world that are just like the people who watched 75% of my video and it'll start serving it to them and that makes my cost for the ad go way down. Um, it's like you're reaching exactly the people. I, I feel like in the ideal world, an artist would release a track and that track would immediately reach the kind of people that would be interested in it. And as a listener, uh, in my ideal world, I'd be, in- be constantly introduced to great music that I love. And, and I feel like that's where we're headed. Um, and right now, uh, Facebook, <laughs> if you, Facebook probably has the most information about people and their tastes knows the most about them and so that's why i'm a big fan of using their ads also it's uh it's a place where people are constantly browsing for new content um so running ads on youtube i've tried it does it doesn't really work because people are there to watch a video um and then you're interrupting their experience with putting your your video before the video they're trying to watch to me that's not as as good as if I'm browsing through a list of a bunch of videos um, or browsing through a feed and I don't know what I'm going to get and I just come across something, I think that works really well. So do you, like, find yourself really missing playing out and connecting with people out in the world beyond the internet? Like, like, I remember I was, you know, around the same time, actually, to circle back when when we kind of first met each other. And, you know, I just remember pounding the pavement and passing out flyers up at, you know, Cal campus and up on Telegraph or, you know, our show at Blake's or whatever. And, um, you know, essentially what you're talking about, I was doing just in kind of more of a real life context. You know, I would 
walk around with flyers and just be like, hey, and just engage people. Like, are you into music? Oh, right. you do like this kind of music? Like, oh, well, we're playing at Blake's totally. tomorrow night. You should come down and party. Like, and, you know, mm-hmm. and I found it was actually really effective back then. Um, yeah. I mean, we, I can't even remember the last time I saw someone passing out flyers in that way. Um, or it, playing on the street is a really similar thing. Like, right. I, we're playing on the street. The people that pass by, uh, and the people that stop are the people that might be interested and we try to get them to, to take a sticker or sign a mailing list or or something and then we try to keep in touch with them that way. So it's a very similar kind of thing. The difference now is just that you can do it on a global scale. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's also, do you, do you, I mean, for me, I guess, like my challenge comes in that like, it felt way more natural and um, comfortable to actually engage with people face to face. And I, for some reason, just me, I have a really hard time doing that on, you know, in the internet and, and, um, and what you're talking about to me, it makes so much sense. And I'm like, Oh, I'm actually feeling really inspired by it. And also I, I also feel like, I guess my one foot is in the pool and one foot's out of it, or one foot is still in the past. And, and it's just kind of this, this idea of connecting with people in you know in person and how meaningful that is and and i i guess the same thing kind of could be said about like live stream shows versus real shows i mean obviously right now we don't really have a choice but there's just something that isn't the same to me like i you know i've been to a few of these live streams and zoom part and 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 people have put so much energy into the they put so much energy into like the te- I mean, even the ones where they put a lot of energy into the tech and making it like as good sounding and good looking as possible. I mean, it it I, it doesn't really do it for me. I mean, actually, in, in fact, it makes me miss the real thing even more. Like it brings a tear to my mm-hmm. eye because it's just like this is not no. Like I want to be in a room feeling the energy of like all these people that are just like this band is just giving their everything and it's we're sweating and it's just there's something about that experience that is uh transcendent um it's just to me i associate that with music and um yeah but but you know but i think that it, it takes a certain kind of skill or just like a switch or something to be able to do what you're doing and i actually envy you that you are so passionate about, you know, kind of moving in this direction and adapting and pivoting. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, do you, how much do you miss like just playing out? I do miss it. Um, I gotta say like, it actually is pretty fun doing live stream shows too. Uh, there's, there's, there is an aspect of it that's, uh, um, fun in a different way. Like we, um, for one thing, I think with live stream shows, it's as much about the chat as it is about the performance. Mm. There's a lot of like reading the chat and responding to the chat. Um, so it's kind of like, like half radio talk show, half concert. Um, so that's where that that human connection comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get a little bit of it like that. Um, yeah, uh, the other thing is just we don't, we can't do, uh, we can't go play clubs right now. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. not open. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we just can't do that at the moment. And I, I imagine it's 
probably going to be maybe almost a year before we get to do that again, sadly. Wow. But, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> that could be, you know, that's maybe a negative it's, outlook. I don't know. Seems like a reasonable I think prediction. That, yeah, I, I think so. I'm trying to give my best guess. Um, How much does that help yeah. to actually, like, do an outlook but, and kind of prepare for, you know, because everything is so uncertain right now. Do you ever find yourself kind of, you know, looking at the future and kind of, you know, preparing yourself in the present or are you just, just really just rolling <laughs> with this whole thing? Um, always trying to prepare. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to like improve my skills and stuff. I don't know. I mean, for me, actually, like my favorite thing to do is to make, write songs and make recordings. So, uh, that's, that's probably what I should be doing a little bit more of. Uh, I mean, I have been doing a lot. We've been, we just released, um, so Foxtails Brigade and Laura and Anton now and Fever Moon, all three acts are releasing a track a month now. Cool. Uh, which, yeah, or about, about that. Um, we're not going to be, not all three are going to be releasing in December. Um, and Fever Moon's more like every six weeks. But uh, yeah, that's kind of fun. And, it, and it, it keeps our fans engaged regularly. And it uh, keeps us having something to work towards all, right. all, all the time. So that's kind of fun. And um, I don't know, I, I, I think making recordings is really re- rewarding for me. I, I That's my favorite thing to do. I love performing too, but my, I don't know, the thing that really gets me going is like the thrill of like making a magic, just magic in the studio. Like, I don't know. It's the, the, way, the way I do it is a lot different from how people used to do it. Like we're writing super fast. We're, 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 getting a song done in a session and maybe maybe it's not like totally done maybe i'll like do another day on mixing it or something but we're moving super fast and it's all about like just like creative like get that creative energy out get it going like um uh and that i just love it that's my favorite thing to do yeah and that's what i miss the most actually even more than shows as i miss those those co-writing sessions where we got like three rappers and a singer and (laughs) we're all just like it's uh i don't know like i'll get the beat like loopable basically like i'll work on the beat for 10 minutes it'll be like okay i'm ready let's go i got my verse <laughs> like right yeah and then and then after like four hours the whole song's everyone's done a verse and there's a sing there's a singer doing the hook and i just love that uh, to me yeah. that's like really really great thrill yeah um, but but there's you know a lot of rewarding stuff and just working uh, on music on my own. I I really want to start live streaming my production, like doing beats live and getting comments and stuff, but I, I just haven't gotten the confidence to pull the trigger on that yet. <laughs> so is that kind of something that you're... Um you know, uh, would, like, what are you, um, excited about kind of mo- moving forward here? I mean, I guess that's, that sounds like one thing. And then, and then you have all these, uh, I, I would say, um, you know, with having these monthly releases, like you said, it kind of keeps you in this like creative 
mode. And, um, yeah, like what are, what are some things that, that, uh, yeah, you're looking extra forward to? Um, well, there are some songs in the pipeline for, uh, Fox Tales Brigade that I'm really excited to release. Um, but I'm excited mostly, I really want to get back into, um, the kind of, this kind of zone where, like, I was making, like, five songs a week sometimes, like, uh, I, I would like to get back into that, uh, um, and I don't know, I haven't quite been there lately. That's really um, impressive. But- I, and the fact that you know how to, like, reach people, I mean, I think, like, I get a little discouraged when I when I hear the numbers about how many songs are released on you know Spotify a day. What is it like yeah, forty thousand a day or something? It's probably yeah. a lot more now. But it's like, I think that that can be discouraging. But what you're saying too about like how to like actually learn how to target people and 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 engage an audience, um, that kind of makes it a little bit more. I'd be more motivated and encouraged, I guess, if I had those skills in my tool belt. Um, yeah, I understand that feeling. Um, yeah, it's, we don't, I don't want to, I'm not super interested in just making music for myself. Ideally, I'd want to make music that contributes to the world that, you know, people listen to and get it inspired by or enjoy or (laughs) makes their day a little bit better. Um, and so, yeah, you want to learn how to reach people. That's why I started taking these courses. We, um, Fox Tales Brigade, had, we had a, a music video. My favorite thing is a cover of My Favorite Things that I worked stupidly hard on. Like I, I directed it and I learned After Effects to do it. And there's, um, it was kind of, I, I don't know. I, it came out great and I was really happy with it. I was like, I don't want this to just come out and nobody sees it. People have to see this. I have to figure this out. And that's why I started, that's why I signed up to do Entrepreneur. And I'm really glad I did. So that video, I think it's got close to a million views now. And yes, I paid for a lot of those, but um, not that much because we got our cost per view down way low. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing effective, by optimizing our targeting, and by hopefully, I mean, I think people are liking the video, and so that helps too. You know, if the the stronger, the more people like um, an ad, the the cheaper it is to get to get people to view it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's why I want to learn these, these skills because I want, I don't want something to come out and and nobody sees it. It's it's such a bummer when when you release something and you're you just worked so hard and you poured in your soul into it you think it's like the best thing you've ever done and you're like oh this one is gonna really connect with the world and then it comes out and it gets like 50 views or right right something like that like i mean we've all been there and yeah i mean honestly i'm even uh even when you get like further along, like then it's like, oh, it only got a thousand views. Like that, that disappointment never uh, ends. Sure. So you kind of can't be too worried about it. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, whatever level you get, you're 
still not satisfied because there's there's new heights yeah. to reach. But it sounds like you're really kind of playing. I mean, you're playing the long game, and it's like maybe you're not able to monetize those views that you paid for directly from the views that you got. But you're building like this fan base, and you're building like as you said this this you know this uh, this business essentially, and yeah. um, of of people that are drawn to you and you have something to offer them and they want yeah. what you have to offer. And so you're, you're kind of, you're playing this long game. And I think that maybe that, like I would say is something that <clears throat> is a, a big takeaway, you know, at least for me is just to kind of think about things that, that way. Yeah. I think, uh, you, the, the musician, the, the artist of today, I think that they're the, the job, is is basically to build a build and serve a community. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a difference from how it used to be. Like I think artists used to be mysterious and they'd have fans and they'd never talk to their fans. But now I think it's like you're building this community and you're talking to them and you're constantly like giving them stuff. And I think that's what it is. Um, as far as monetizing, uh, uh, yeah, I mean it is the thing that I'm still trying to figure out. It's basically. For us, it's we're trying to figure out products that that are going to be better for sale, selling. CDs are good. People still buy CDs, but wow. just like as collectors, I that that they they are good. Um, that's what we sell the most of. But Whoa. we're trying to figure out some other things. Yeah, it. Uh, um, I think it's just as collectors' items, or just people want to support. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, what they what marketers say that like everybody every. Everybody on your mailing list is worth two dollars, um, a month. <laughs> okay, or maybe it's a dollar a month. Yeah. Um, so, and that's if you but you have to like have stuff to sell them. Turns out, if you wanna, if you wanna make money, you have to sell something. <laughs> well, this makes so. me think about the Patreon model. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because it seems like a lot of people love are kind it. of moving yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Okay. Have you Definitely, thought about um, doing that or? Yeah, yeah, we do Patreon. We, oh, you um, do? Okay. Yeah, um, we're, I think we're going to revamp it, and then I probably shouldn't talk about, like, what we're going to do. Yeah, whatever. But, um, but like, in um, general, right, what are your thoughts on it? And, yeah, yeah. Um, I, okay, so that's basically a subscription subscription model. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so you that's basically you get your, your fans subscribe, and then they get exclusive content. And I think that's great. That's yeah. awesome. And it's that community um, yeah. thing that you're talking about, that that feedback loop. It can be, yeah, you can do that. There's, um, I know with Patreon they have a uh, partnership with Discord, and so you can have like your your fan forum on Discord, um, and that's yeah, that's like literally a community. Um, I think it's great. I think that um, patronage and subscription is a big piece of the the pie for a lot of people. Um, Modern artist has a diversified income stream. You have money from your sales. You have money from maybe licensing songs. You have streaming money. Like that's actually a pretty significant source for us. Streaming rent money and right. uh, and then subscription and uh, advertising uh, sponsorships. There, there, there's all kinds of things that could happen. And then maybe you have other side things like for me my work as an artist brings me work as a composer people 
who are fans of my art come approach me and like want me to score their alien documentary or something <laughs> like that. Awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm really encouraged by um, by our conversation. I mean, I think we're gonna have to uh, wrap this up, but like, I, uh, I just want to say, you know, this is uh, it's it. I'm just feeling like, what's the headline? What what's the tagline for this conversation? It's like, don't give up, don't be discouraged. There's so much to be excited about. Um, what what does yeah. that work? Would that work in the marketing world or? Well. What I'd say is you'd want to you'd want like a pretty um, clickbaity title. Sure. Okay. See, I'm something not good at this. Like, Can you help me out um, real quick? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's see if we could think of something. Um, using AI to find your fans in 2020. That's pretty good. There you go. Y- you. Uh, yeah. That's. Right, I mean well. that. I mean that's one. That's one idea. Maybe. Um, yeah. Reaching, reaching a worldwide audience of exactly your fans, Boom. of fans, yeah, something like that, yeah, something like that. That's what we're. That's what I'm trying to do. I like it. So that's we're gonna. This is gonna be that the the the, t- the tagline for this podcast. And uh, yeah, and you, give and it you, a give <laughs> it give it one that's gonna get people people who want to learn stuff like click on this episode. I want them to. I want to teach people. I, yeah, I want to help people because I, you know, like I said, I want to get to this. I want to get to this world where the great music comes out and instantly reaches the people it's supposed to reach. That's what I want to happen. And I don't want there to have to be a stupid label that's taking it. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it to be dependent on a, a radio DJ who's who gets to pick and who has a tastemaker. I don't want any of that. I want the artists. <laughs> I want good music to reach its fans. <laughs> that's what I want. Just that's it. And I think it's possible. So we just all just got to learn how to do it. I'm feeling the possibilities right now. And so that that offer you just made, I mean, so usually I like to be prepared and tell people where to go. But since you have so many different things going on, do you, do you mind just uh, telling people where they can find you? Yeah. Um yeah, check out check out the Foxtails Brigade YouTube page. So, um, youtube.com slash Foxtails Brigade. Awesome. And and also you're doing uh, uh, every Monday night at seven PM you're doing a a, a a live performance on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Yep, on that same channel. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for having this conversation with me. And I, I we're gonna take it out with a little music, uh, with a quick intro on on what we're gonna hear. Let's listen to um, ah, Castles in the Air by Laura and Anton. We Love made it. this made this in a bedroom. Well, thanks so much for your time, and I, and I wish you the best and look forward to, to catching one of these streams that you're doing. And uh, cool. stay, stay prolific, stay awesome. And um, yeah, man, thanks for being here. I try right. to make you happy And hope you'll never stay I try and every time it's all in vain When you say you love me It's only for today And as the glow of new love fades The simple spell is bound to break 
Almost daily, the world keeps breaking its promises.